Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. You know how to get us, right? iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. If you're not listening over the airwaves at 106.1 FM, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. 
Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And, of course, join the conversation on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, what a great show today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Always good when Sean Vazan makes a visit. Uh, we covered Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. Uh, we talked about the SWAC um, uh, championship. We talked about SLU going into the second round of the FCS playoffs. Uh, we even threw or got a little Regis Progray in there, two-time world champion. Um, uh, just a really full show, and I hope you get a chance to check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV too. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at EricAsher.com, always on our social media platforms, where it will be tonight. And, uh, again, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page. So, again, um, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Sean Vazan, our guest, always good to have him. Uh, today on the program, a very similar program to what we have on a Thursday. Ross Jackson is in a, um, uh, a um, um, I think it's a seminar um, a retreat with uh, the Locked On, the whole Locked On network. So he will not join us this week. Uh, he'll be back next week. We've got Gary Smith for the first time. Uh, I usually do not duplicate guests in the same week. It's rare. It is rare. I, mean, I don't know if I've ever done it, to be honest with you. But I'm bringing Gary Smith back. He was with us on Monday when everything broke with, with Willie Fritz. I want to bring him back because I want to look at um, UCF. I want to talk a lot about what we talked about throughout this week, again, about Tulane upgrading their facilities, up- upgrading the, um, uh, the budget uh, for athletics, especially football, and, of course, maybe what Willie Fritz might have gotten out of this deal, uh, the fact that he stayed. Uh, and, of course, more, more importantly than anything else, AAC championship tomorrow. I'm sorry, on Saturday against, against um, uh, UCF. I'm, I'm trying to get to Friday, guys. I, I'm, I'm trying to get to the weekend. It's going to be such a great weekend of football. Um, Lessies is jumping in. Crestlysports.com. Uh, we'll talk everything with him. I like to sell the burn rights. What a game last night by the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, again, a huge lead, uh, up, up to 31 points against um, uh, the Raptors, who were favored last night. Uh, the Raptors uh, uh, get it down to 11, and then Zion Williamson just took over. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I could just throw bouquets all night. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, Dyson Daniels, uh, you talk about uh, Murphy. I mean, just uh, this is, I told you, I told you guys when we started this season, top four team in the West, Southwest Division winners. They're now third in the West right now, and um, they're playing some outstanding basketball. Outstanding. And this is being injured. And I also said earlier, I think it was early this week, and then I think I said it last week as well, the deepest bench in the NBA bar none. I heard, I heard Antonio Daniels say last night he thought it was the deepest team in the NBA, and I ain't disagreeing with it, okay? Especially in, uh, when you start talking about um, what they were able to do in terms of injuries and guys coming in, subbing out, and, and, and not missing a beat. Um, and the Pels are fun to watch. Jordy Collada finishes it off for us today at 535, uh, and we'll talk LSU with him. If we got a chance, we'll talk Saints, but more than likely, we're just talking LSU uh, with Jordy Collada as they go up to uh, to Georgia, SEC championship game on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Hey, you know what I always look forward to? Telling you about my good friends over at um, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, the Bader Brothers, um, if there's a New Orleans Hall of Fame for restaurateurs who go in and, and rehabilitate uh, restaurants and buildings, they're in it. 
and I've talked about it over and over again. Um, uh, Mambo's decrepit um, strip club on Bourbon Street that, again, they went in and turned into this palace of a restaurant on Bourbon Street. Old New Orleans Cookery was on, on 200 block of Bourbon Street. was a vacant building, okay, for, I don't know, six, seven years until they went in, redid the building entirely, and, again, put that building back into commerce. Uh, I don't know how long that building sat on, on veterans empty, uh, that restaurant, before Bobby Bears came in. Uh, again, the Bader Brothers, uh, again, put Bobby Bears together and, 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 again, put that restaurant back back into commerce. You know, and, and, and of course, you know, you talk, you talk about the Hideout Bar uh, and, of course, the, the, the original Oceana, which, again, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, seven days a week. All restaurants are open late. Uh, I mean, and it's true because you can't get a late meal in this town. But I'm telling you right now, whether you're using one of the delivery services or you're out and about and you're saying, man, I'm looking for a place to eat, you can always pull into an Oceana family of restaurants. They're going to be open to at least 1 a.m. Uh, and, and they're serving the full menu. It's like, again, you get there and say, we don't have that. No, we don't have that. No, we don't. No, they got you covered, man. Uh, and the Beta Brothers have done a, a terrific job, just a terrific job. And I want to remind everybody also uh, about gift cards, okay? That's a great way to be able to give a, a gift uh, to a friend, family member, coworker. Uh, and then the restaurant tours and the restaurants, again, they, they need that. Uh, you know, that's money that's in their pocket. They know, again, that eventually it's going to be used. If it's not, it's not. But, again, th- that's a great way to go help out your local restaurants. So again, give out gift cards. Go out and get, get a bunch of gift cards from your local restaurants and give those out of gifts. And, of course, I want to remind everybody about Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Uh, just a beautiful restaurant. Picture windows overlooking Bourbon Street. You can see, again, all, all the uh, craziness out there. An authentic French Quarter courtyard in the back of the restaurant. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Not one, but two Bourbon Street, uh, um, uh, two private rooms of Bourbon Street balconies. Uh, private restroom. Also, again, um, uh, a uh, private bar. Uh, and, and then, of course... And the, the menu, Cajun Creole cuisine, but just so much more because, you know, again, the Beta Brothers understand that, yes, people are coming in town. They want to taste our, uh, taste our great cuisine. But some people don't. Some people, want, some people want to stick with the things that they know. So, again, it is, it is a, an eclectic menu for you that has something for everyone. And then I'm, I, I cannot brag enough on, on, the, on the bartenders and, and the mixologists that they have at all the Oceana Family Restaurants and the same thing at Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, extraordinary cocktails. You can bet it. You can have your next event. Again, like I said, Christmas parties, holiday parties coming up. Two Bourbon Street balconies with private rooms uh, that will make that, that the event a spectacular one. And then, of course, it's a great place to be able to meet friends, family, maybe trying to close that business deal. It's a wonderful dining experience at Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, and it's also perfect for date night. Uh, you can also check them out online at nolacookery.com. Uh, again, they also have, are serviced by several of the um, uh, of, of the uh, of the, the the food services that, that deliver to your, your home or your business. And, of course, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. You'll be glad you did. All right, um, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program to be unprecedented, it is. Okay, I, I rarely, this. I mean, I, I can't think of in the 20 years I've done this show that I've had the same guest on in, in the same week, but he's just that good. His, his, uh, his um, uh, website, The Wave Report, second to none when it comes to Tulane Athletics. You want to know what's happening with Tulane, uh, again, you go there first. And if you're a Tulane fan and you're not subscribed, uh, I don't know how you could call yourself a Tulane fan because, I mean, you know, you want to know what's happening first with your ball club, right, with your university. Uh, he does a fantastic job uh, for the Times Pick Union and also NOLA.com uh, online. 
And, of course, he's Gary Smith, and he's with us each and every week at this time on the program. Gary, how are you, buddy? Doing really well, Eric. It's, it's like there's a lot of news around the Tulane program, like, like coaching news and maybe a big game coming up this weekend or, or, or something like that. <laughs> Just, yeah, and a little, bit, a little bit of controversy at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Uh, which yep. again, glad that I'm glad Tulane dodged the bullet, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now, Gary, I, I didn't see it coming. I'm gonna tell yep. you right now. You know, I, I knew there was some pushback from 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 alumni at Georgia Tech. Yep. That was a story that was kind of underlined. You know, again, mm-hmm. uh, the losing record and 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 being 62 years old. Uh, yep. But um, you know, Coop, coaches yeah. in Willie Fritz situation at Tulane just don't walk away from the possibility of going to a Power exactly. Five conference. Make yeah, three million dollars plus a year, and all the money that they put into their athletic program—it just doesn't happen. On top of that, having the having the um, indoor practice facility and mm-hmm. and that that huge again um, facility that they, that they're building right now uh, for the student athlete—I uh, mean, all the amenities you want, Georgia Tech has them. Tulane yeah. does not, but he stuck around. Yeah, and, and, and if you're a Tulane fan first, kudos to the Brent Key loyal, loyalists at Georgia Tech who tried to sabotage yes. the whole deal. They did a terrific job on their part because it worked. Um, they were really upset that Willie Fritz was Georgia Tech's number one choice. They leaked this information. I have that on really good authority. And okay. uh, it caused a firestorm uh, uh, up there. Um, and, and then also kudos to Willie Fritz because although I think he was incredibly interested in the job, he told Georgia Tech, I'm not doing this before the game, before the most important game of this century is played at right. Tulane and Georgia Tech. Their administration just wasn't willing to wait in these days. With they, they didn't, they would have let him coach the game. There's not any question about that. Mm-hmm. But they wanted that name out there so that the transfer, you know, the guys would know what was happening and right. the transfer portal might stop up. And he was like, "That's that's a distraction. There's just no way he was going to do that. No way he was going. He wanted them to wait until after the game and then do all of that stuff." So that combination of factors, the the Brent Key loyalists who won out, and, and, and look, I don't I don't claim to be an expert on Georgia Tech football, but what a mind-boggling decision on on the surface. Uh, the guy did go four and four as an interim coach. Right. But if you look at the results of their games, they could have easily gone zero and eight <laughs> in his games. Sure. They won four really close games, and they got blown out four times, including handing Virginia their only ACC win during his tenure. But but more power to him. <laughs> If he does a good job, then they made a good choice. But it's it, it's hard to see that. But it doesn't really matter um, for, for for if you're a Tulane fan. The, the key is that Willie Fritz will be back at Tulane next year, and uh, because of those those two reasons I just outlined. <laughs> well, Gary, you're so plugged in at Tulane. Is this a defining moment for this program? Is this finally <laughs> going to be the moment that they say, okay, we've got to put money into athletics? Uh, we've got to be better than, again, the second tier in the AAC in terms of what we're putting in, term, in terms of athletics, what we're paying our coach. Uh, you know, the facilities have to be built uh, with, again, the student performance center, student athlete performance center, an indoor facility. And, oh, by the way, the NFI NIL collectives, which, again, are going to may have them being able to keep pace with, uh, with again, a, a, other teams, not just in the conference, but across the nation. Because it, it, college, college athletics is different now. It, it's a, look, yeah. free agency every single year. You got you got yep. to re-recruit your players. 
Yeah, well, I'll give you a qualified maybe, Eric. I, I don't know, honestly. Look, Tulane has made more of a commitment, but like you just said, their more of a commitment is still not the same commitment that a lot of other places have given. And I'm not, it is not clear to me at this point that all of that stuff you just mentioned is going to happen now. I mean, Willie Pritz will get a pay raise. His assistants will get a pay raise. They'll probably do something with facilities, but will they do all of the, in, the incredible amount of work that costs money to get to where they, they need to be? I, I don't have an answer for you at this time. I don't think they've decided that yet either. We're going to have to we're going to have to see. But but you, you're right. It's a losing battle if you don't make that commitment. You, you have, I mean, he walked away from a place where they spend eighty six million dollars a year on athletics, where they spend twenty seven point two million dollars a year on football. So from a place that he stayed that that, that spends eleven eleven point five million on football. Okay, and you know again uh, when you look at it you know, just on just on the AAC level, it's, it's in the bottom half and. Yeah. Uh, they dodged a bullet this time. I don't know if you dodge a bullet next time. No, that's that that that's also true. I mean, Willie Fritz will be Tulane's coach next year. He's still happy to be at Tulane, but you need to have all that stuff in place to consistently be a winner at the level that a big time college football program wants to be mm-hmm. at. No question about it. <laughs> well, I ask this because again, look, I'm I'm a lifelong New Orleans like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Tulane has the deep, deep pockets. They have the alumni with the money that can get this done. Now, Rick Dixon was an incredible uh, – um, uh, he, he could raise money. If you mm-hmm. ask a guy to raise money, that dude could raise money. I don't know where Troy Dannon stands on that and the ability to raise money, but I know that Rick Dixon could do it. Um, what are your thoughts there? I mean, again, I mean, it's not like the alumni don't have the money. It's like this is not a cash port uh, uh, university. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I cannot, I don't think anything is imminent at, at this point. I don't think just because of this dalliance with, dalliance with Georgia Tech that that's going to change everything around the program. But I did, look, they are more committed. <laughs> um, so, so that's a good sign. For a while, there was no commitment, obviously, from the president on down. Um, that was, that, that was the deal. That's no longer the case. So I do think there's a chance that they're going to do it. But boy, that would be a sea change from, from, from what we've seen in Tulane in the last, 30, 40 no. years. So I, I, yeah, I, I just can't, I, I, I'd love to say, yes, it's definitely going to happen. But I just, I can't tell you that right now. You know, you know, Gary, I come from a time when, I, when, when, when Georgia tech and Tulane were both independents mm-hmm. and they were both on the same level. Okay. I remember as a kid uh, being a Tulane water boy, being that going to Georgia tech for a four and away game. And it wasn't much different than what we saw again with Tulane here in new Orleans. But again, you look what Georgia tech has done. They made the commitment to athletics across the board. They're in a power five conference. Yes. Again, they're not one of the top elite player, elite players in the AC and the ACC, but sometimes again, they, they do get that, you know, football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, whatever. Uh, and, and it's just that there's such a difference. If I remember correctly, I think that, uh, Georgia, Tech was in the Metro with, um, with, with Tulane and then also went to the AC, ACC in 83. Mm-hmm. The Tulane Metro 6, I Thomas. think, originally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, no, that, right? That, that, I mean, that, but look that, how much true. it's changed look, in 30 years. I mean, well, look, I was – yeah, I was. My parents were Tulane years. grads who stayed in who stayed in New Orleans. My mother was a New Orleans right. born and bred. I went to all the Tulane football games as a kid, all the way through. I remember 1979, the Rock Hannes year, when the crowds in the Superdome were pretty darn good. They played Ole Miss near yeah. the end of that year. I, I think there were like 40. I mean, it was it was a really good crowd. Um, 
they've killed off those people. That's just the reality. And that doesn't even reflect the current administration. That's just what happens when you have such a long, extended period of non-success with one two great one great two year period under Tommy Bowden that they then blew right after that when when he left, and look, my father's passed away. <laughs> um, my 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 mother's really old now. Mm-hmm. The Tulane fan base got old, and and the only way to yes. change that at this point is sustained winning. It doesn't just happen in one year, as great as this year is, because you know for a fact that if this team next year for after losing all these players would start like four and four or something like that, the the crowd base would dwindle immediately. You have to sustain the winning. And that's why you're That's why they need the commitment to the everything, the facilities, everything else. Obviously it helps keeping Willie Fritz around because he's a heck of a football coach and he does all Mm -hmm. does things all the right way. But this has got to be for Tulane to get to the point where they're, where they have a chance to be like those days. You and I remember they've got to have four and five years of sustained success where they're either winning conference championships or just they just play good football. Just play good football and yep. look like a team that can consistently win, which is exactly what this team has done this year. They should be able to do that in AAC going forward. Yep, should I be. I will say this. I said this before. The University of Texas San Antonio, who's coming in next year, has mm-hmm. a bigger budget athletically and on the football uh, and, and football than Tulane does. And that's yep. something. That, and they pay their coach more. So mm-hmm. that's something, again, yeah. to think about. A team that's coming in, Okay, is already again going to be ahead of Tulane uh, next a, a year. Let's talk about zero this. history with zero history whatsoever. I mean, this is all Amen. built up in the last ten years <laughs> from right. scratch. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you hear about Plumley? Is he going to play? What's the situation there? I don't know. I think he's going to play. It's too big a game, and he's 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 played all of these games except for the game when he didn't have a concussion. Will he be? John Rice Plumley, that's another story entirely because he, he has a hamstring issue and those aren't very easy to recover. And, and what makes him such a good quarterback is his just incredible explosiveness. I mean, they were winning 28 to nothing before halftime against South Florida on, on Saturday with what before he started being bothered. And then they almost, they almost blew the game. I, 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 I it's hard for me to believe that he can come back from that injury, which also side, you know, he, he was benched in the second half of their previous game against Navy too. It's hard for me to believe that he can be that speed demon that he is that gave Tulane all of those problems the first time. But yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised if he's not out there for the first snap. They're going to, yeah. I think they'll, especially the way, I mean, Mikey Key's not a bad quarterback, but he's played bad no. in the last two weeks. They can't mm-hmm. have any confidence right now w- with him going the full game. So I, I'll be really surprised if Plumlee isn't out there for the opening series and then they'll, they'll see what he can give them. Obviously, Plumlee led them in, in rushing the last time they played, but yeah. Harvey was the was the top running back with 83 yards. But the guy that I remember yeah. the most is Bowser and his physicality. Okay, yeah. uh, again, there's got to be some adjustments I, there uh, yeah. again to be able to stop him. There, there will be. Look, I, I I talked to Chris Hampton yesterday in a in a long interview. Look, that was that was not only by far the most yards that Tulane has given up rushing this year. That was the most yards UCF's had in a game rushing this year. So you can. You never know for sure, but that sure seems like you can put that in the category of outlier and, and anomaly and not the real deal. Um, Tulane just played a really poor game that day, and part of the deal was they couldn't get off the field. The offense didn't help them out a ton, but the defense right. couldn't get off the field, so they were tired by the fourth quarter. And you know, UCF plays at a lightning-fast 
pace, play after play after play after play, no rest, no rest, and Tulane just wore down in the fourth quarter, and and that's what was going on there. And if you're a worn down defense, you don't want to be playing Mr. Bowser because that that dude's physical and tough. But what Chris Hampton said, they've got you got to make him hesitate in the backfield. You make him hesitate, you get penetration. He's not the same player than when he's getting yes. to get a full head of steam going, and then he's just a, he's a monster <laughs> when when he's got a full head of steam going. And I don't see any reason why Tulane can't can't play better this time than last time because the, the, the games the statistics say that game was an outlier for for both teams yes UCF is a very good running team but but they're not that good and Tulane has a good run defense so there, there was no it makes no sense that UCF was able to rush for more yards against Tulane than they were against every one of their other 11 opponents this year right and to your point uh, they had time of possession 35 24 yeah. to Tulane's 24 36 they were 10 for 18 for going on third down of physics one for three exactly on fourth down and, that's where they got hurt yeah, and he also pointed out it was just a sloppy game from Tulane. He, he admitted he, he thought it was a sloppy game plan from him. He threw himself under the bus a little bit. But the first third down that UCF had in that game, Tulane jumped offside. First down. That's the mm-hmm. kind of stuff Tulane has not been doing all year long. That kind of set the tone, and they paid the price in the in, in the fourth quarter when, when they got back into the game, when the offense started rolling, but the defense wasn't able to play at the level that it's played in all other in every other game this year. Gary, call me a homer, okay? You can do it. You can call me a – I think – I said this after the game on Monday. They get a second shot at this team, they're going mm-hmm. to beat them. I, I really believe in, in my heart they are going to beat UCF on Saturday. They're going to they're going – and, and I've heard the players say it all week, what mm-hmm. they didn't do, what they should have done, what yep. they – again, they, they weren't disciplined. I just think they're going to be ultra-focused. I'm right there with you. I think Tulane's going to win this game. I think I put it on my on my website. I said I was 80% confident um, going into this game that, that Tulane would win. The only cause for pause for me is Gus Malzahn's teams are all over the board. When they play well, they really play well. We saw that again when he was at Auburn, and one year they beat both Georgia and Alabama during the regular season, and Georgia and Alabama ended up playing for the national championship, and Auburn lost four games. <laughs> when his teams play well, they play really well, and that would be the only concern, and they have as Chris Hammond said, they've got he he thought they had the best talent in the league going into that game. Having said all that, if you go by the balance of the season, Tulane's a better team than UCF. Tulane's playing at home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, UCF has huge incentive to win a conference championship. Yes. Tulane, this is like the this is just such a big game. It's just off off the charts how important this is to the program. And these players have proven over and over that they handle the big pressure moments incredibly well. They did it against Houston with a third string quarterback in mm-hmm. Kai Horton. They did it against Cincinnati uh, when they, when they absolutely had to win and needed a touchdown after falling behind in the fourth quarter. I just see too many things stacking up in Tulane's favor to, 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 to see this team losing on Saturday. Gary Smith with us for a couple of minutes. I cannot let you go without, again, looking back at, at again, that huge win in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I'm writing a feature right now, unsung hero in that game was Lawrence Keyes. Um, he, he's been good as a kick returner all year long. Um, kind of struggled a little bit getting into the flow of the offense a lot. He was sharing that role as their slot motion receiver with Day-Day McDougal. I actually, in that actual role for the first half of the year, I thought McDougal was slightly more effective than, than Keyes. McDougal got kicked off the team or whatever the heck happened. I haven't exactly found out exactly a, a couple of weeks ago. So now it's all Keyes' right. role. He had a terrific game against Cincinnati. He, yes. I mean, we, we know what Ty J. Spears did. That didn't, that's just, just awesome. Mm-hmm. But Keyes had six touches on offense, and he produced four first downs on those six touches and then on his last one two had just fallen behind two long touchdowns by Cincinnati first down at their own 25 
um, Pratt throws him a dump off pass because nobody else is open seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Quarterback comes up with a beat on him. He makes a miss with ease with a great move, gets nine, eight yards yes. on the play. That set the tone. If it's a second and 17 after all that bad stuff did happen, I'm not sure Tulane comes out with a win. Instead, it's second and two. He's made a great play. Three plays later, Tulane's in the end zone and they have the lead. And that, and as Willie Fritz said, Ty- <laughs> Lawrence Keyes, there's a reason he went to Notre Dame and was re- took a recruiting right. visit to Texas and was recruited by LSU and recruited by Georgia. He's a heck of a player, the McDonough 35. Got NFL speed. He, he's, he's got he's got the speed that Tulane just didn't have at that position before, yep. and the moves to get to to get to use that speed. And, and yeah. he's he's another thing that that's another thing UCF's going to have to focus on because he he runs in motion most plays. He's in the backfield. They can either hand it off to him on a jet sweep, give him a shovel pass, throw him a short pass, and it just makes the defense lose their. their they've got to watch him with their eyes, and that sets up everything else. I think his emergence against Cincinnati is another huge factor in what's going to happen no, on Saturday. No doubt. How are they looking on injury-wise? Pretty good. Um, yeah, they actually closed practice to the media yesterday and today for the first time um, huh. in the Willie Fritz era. But Tuesdays was open, and everybody was out there. There wasn't right. a single guy good. that obviously hasn't already been out with an injury that, that wasn't out there. So I, I think they'll be fine. Will, will Ty J. Spears be ready to play every down? No, I don't think so. I mean, he, he gave everything he possibly could and more <laughs> against Cincinnati. He, had, man, right. he even had a couple of unbelievable blocks in that game. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, doing a feature on keys. I was watching his highlights each play a couple of them were because because Tyshay Spears was throwing his body out there and making a perfect block mm-hmm. um so he but you know what that's why they have shoddy Clayton Johnson that's why they have Iverson Celestine they they, they just they, right. they need a great performance by Tyshay Spears but they don't need a superhuman performance by him to beat UCF and, and, and that's what they got against Cincinnati sellout crowd again for what I understand UCF their their crowd sent tickets back maybe there's some more tickets for the, some of the wave fans they want to jump on board gonna hopefully yeah. again it's gonna be a festive festive atmosphere and they'll be yep. lifting up a banner uh, about to be an AAC champions always appreciate your time thanks for double doubling up with us this this week I really appreciate it tell the folks about your fantastic site how folks can follow you on social media sure the website is um TheWaveReport.com, Tulane.Rivals.com. I got every single word uttered on Tuesday at their press conference, which, let me tell you, that was about 5,000 words. It took a long time to get all of that out because they had all four <laughs> senior captains speak along with, with Willie Fritz. Um, updates all, all week long, what's being said, what, what, my, what my thoughts are, um, just blanket coverage. And, and like I just told you, working on putting the finishing touches on a Lawrence Keyes story that's going to go up on NOAA.com in, in, in a few minutes. And, and then a big feature for Saturday's preview just on the fact that uh, Nick Anderson in the very first preseason practice comes into the interview room and he's asked, what are they going to do this year? And he says, we're going to break the internet because we're going to win the American Mm -hmm. Athletic Conference. I didn't even use the quote at the time because I thought that was a little excessive. He was dead on the money. This is his chance. This is the team's chance. It's, it's It's just an awesome place for this team to be. Just can't wait, no doubt about it. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the time. Have a I hope we have a, a, a great uh, a game on, on Saturday to be able to write about, and we'll talk about it next week. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Gary Smith. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC breaks down. Uh, again, you need help with your heating system. We're going from heat to, a, to AC over the next few days. Man, again. Go with a company that you can trust, uh, the pros. Again, Nate Certified Technicians, only doing the work that's necessary. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's A-C-P.
Promise.com. All right, coming up next, Les Seas, CrestedSports.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Oduwans, Cookery, Bobby Bear's, Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week. Go get yourself a great meal or a few cocktails over at the uh, Oceana Family of Restaurants. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. End the year on a hiring note. Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 eastbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Your delays are solid 10 eastbound from the Bonnet Carey Spillway to Loyola. Delays are going to be heavy 10 eastbound from Orleans to Downman. Also, in the meantime, delays are going to be solid. If you're driving 10 westbound right at Clearview on the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, delays are steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for accidents Irado at South Broad, also General de Gaulle at Wall Boulevard, also North Claiborne at Ursuline, and St. Charles Avenue at Arabella. And school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So save by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. All right, welcome back. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, this half hour brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. The perfect weekend. The perfect weekend to go to Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. You got um, uh, Southeastern going off at 2 o'clock. You got the SWAC uh, Championship with Jackson State and also um, uh, Southern going off at 3 along with uh, uh, LSU and, um, and Georgia and Tulane and, uh, and UCF. Do you have that many TVs at the house? I mean, if you don't, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant is the, is the best to go. Uh, you got a chance to be able to sit down and enjoy a fantastic meal. Uh, again, great cocktails for you. Again, a large beer selection. Uh, it, 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 it's a sports bar atmosphere, but it, it is a very, very good restaurant as well. Uh, amazing cocktails, incredible beer selection, 30-plus uh, TV screens, uh, TVs even in the restroom. You'll never miss a play. And then, of course, in between, uh, you can walk around and check out all the incredible mem- memorabilia. It's almost like a like, like a, a, a sports museum o- over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. It's what makes it unique. Perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, again, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. BobbyBears.com is where you can find out more. Again, Veterans of Lake Villa in, in Metairie. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. And, I, again, this is the perfect weekend because you, you can catch every single game that's on. It'll be right there at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Rated number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Get out there and enjoy a meal at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right. Uh, thanks to Gary Smith. Les East is with us. As always, we appreciate Les. Les, award-winning journalist and, of course, accomplished author. Les, before we get started, it's the holiday season again. Folks are looking to be able to find out gifts uh, for their, their friends, family, and you got a great book that I think would be a great stocking stuffer. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks, Eric. It's called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's a novel about uh, politics and the media and uh, their resemblance to sports in some capacities. And uh, it's available on all the major online platforms, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, etc. I'm telling you, folks, it's worth the read. Uh, and um, especially if you've got somebody in your family that enjoys politics and sports. Uh, again, you'll really enjoy the book as well. Uh, of course, he writes for Saturday Down South and also Crescenty Sports. First, before I get into local teams, I want to ask you your thoughts. College football playoff expanding into 12 teams in 2024. Now the Rose Bowl is involved in it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the expansion? Well, I guess it was inevitable because of uh, the amount of money that can be made by expanding, but I, I don't really see the value in it beyond the, the dollars because, uh, as it is, we have four teams. I mean, last year, I think pretty much everyone agreed that Cincinnati deserved to be in there, even though they weren't from a Power Five conference, that they had earned the right to be one of the top four, and uh, they weren't very competitive uh, against Alabama in the semifinals. If you're going down to number 12 in the rankings, I really don't see why we need to have them in a championship tournament. Uh, I just think it's too many teams. All you're doing is uh, you're going to have four teams get buys, and then in the first round you're going to have uh, a bunch of teams that really aren't qualified to win the championship 
aren't good enough to win the championship playing games that have no more value than traditional bowl games would have with the same matchups. What about the the possibility of trying to emulate um, March Madness with this? Well, I think that's probably what they're trying to do. They're figuring there'll be more interest. There'll be uh, probably more pools because you have bigger brackets and there'll be more games televised and there'll be more TV money to be made. But I don't see how the competition within the championship tournament to determine a national champion is in any way enhanced. If anything, it just provides more opportunities for the better teams to suffer a major injury by playing more games and thereby skewing the results. Interesting, interesting. Um, Willie Fritz decided this week not to take the Georgia Tech job, uh, despite, again, more money, better facilities, more money in the program itself. Do you think, and again, you've been around, uh, you know, as long as I have, uh, do you think this is a wake-up call for Tulane? They are going to start to, again, enhance the facilities, get out there and, again, really get those NIL collectives going, uh, pay their coach, and, and, and put more money in, in, into athletics? Or is this going to be just one of those things where, you know, they, they dodge the bullet and they'll, they'll hope they dodge the next one? Well, I, I think it's an attention-getter for sure. I mean, they were very close to to losing their head coach, the best head coach they've had in quite some time. And uh, they were fortunate that they didn't lose him. And uh, and he's a perfect fit for them, as I, I've said previously. And uh, going forward, I think they understand that the next time they might not get so lucky. And uh, so they need to do whatever they can, not only to keep him, but to keep the job attractive for whenever it is in the future that they ultimately have to find a successor and also to deal with other programs. So I, I think it should have and probably has gotten their attention, and they will make an effort to upgrade, uh, it, whether it be NIL money or facilities or whatever, or salaries. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll make an effort to upgrade it. Now, how successful they are in becoming more competitive with other institutions is another matter. Yeah, and also, again, remember, as I've said all week long, uh, the collegiate game, you're a free agent every year now. So you're, you're also re-recruiting your, your own players uh, on top of, again, trying to get players in the transfer portal. So you want your, you want your facilities, you want your program, your, everything to be as, as attractive as you can because it's an arms race now. Sure, it is. And, uh, you know, the reason I, I think this probably will be some sort of wake-up call for Tulane is, I, you know, Fritz has, has gotten some feelers in, in previous years, but I can't remember the last time that a, another school made a serious run at a Tulane football coach and wasn't successful at luring him away. I agree. I, I just don't know. I don't know if that's ever I, I, I don't happened. think there is one. <laughs> and so I think, I think the fact that they survived one should tell them, hey, we've got a pretty good thing going. We were able to keep him, but we have to keep uh, building what we have here in order to uh, make sure that we don't lose him the next time that this comes yep. along, which could be next year. if they Could come be next year, du- right. Duplicating this year's success. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, talk about Tulane UCF. Um, who do you like on Saturday and why? Uh, I like Tulane unless uh, somehow the Fritz thing 
uh, was a distraction to the players, but I don't think so. This, this has been a very focused team. That whole thing kind of blew away really by about Monday, uh, even maybe even Sunday night. So I, I think they've had time to put that behind them and get back to work. I think Tulane has been the best team in the conference all year long. I think they proved that at Cincinnati last week. It's very hard for a team to win twice in a matchup of evenly matched programs, which is what we have here. They just played a few weeks ago. UCF won by seven in a very close game. I think uh, Tulane naturally will be the one to make the most adjustments coming off the loss, and I think they're the better team overall to begin with. They're at home. They've been extremely focused throughout the season. I think they have tremendous confidence coming off of the win at Cincinnati, and I don't know who in the world is going to slow down Ty J. Spears. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Saints, uh, again, shut out by San Francisco, but playing a Buccaneer team that they've pretty much had their number. Now, again, they, you know, again, they, they had a horrible, a horrible game in the second half, uh, again, in the previous meeting. But with that said, uh, they're in, it's a Monday night game. The, the, no matter, again, what, the, what, what, it, what is going on in terms of, uh, of, of the uh, standings, uh, they're still alive here in, in, in the South. Uh, what are your thoughts on Monday night between the Saints and the Bucks? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really uh, physical, tight, probably low-scoring game. I, I think the Saints have a chance to win this one. Uh, both the Saints had 15 guys on their injury report today. Tampa had 10. But yep. the Saints seem to be getting guys back. Marshawn Lattimore and Pete Werner were both limited don't know if either or both will play Monday, but they're getting closer. Whereas Tampa, even though they got Leonard Fournette back, they're adding guys to the list, including their, their, their really good young tackle who's going to miss a few weeks uh, because of an ankle Hurts. injury. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're struggling. I think they were very frustrated. Uh, the Bucks were in their loss at Cleveland last week. The offense fell apart. Um, after halftime, they were terrible in the overtime, and they've had periodic problems with the offensive line this year because of injuries, and now Wirtz is out. And so, uh, and the way the Saints' defense has played against them since Brady's been there, even though they lost the game earlier this year, the defense played well in that game. They've played outstanding in Tampa in the last two years. You know, I, I think the Saints' defense is really going to give Tom Brady a lot of problems if they play like they did in San Francisco. They just have to find a way to get just enough offense uh, to win what I think will be a close, low-scoring game. But I give the Saints a pretty good shot. Uh, so do I, even though, again, I've kind of, I mean, I don't know what we're going to get out of the team week to week. But, I mean, again, you look at how they played against them in the past, everything else, um, and everything that's on the line, because if they lose, that's probably over. Um, I would think that, again, this is one of the things that should be able to be able to take. Um, you've covered the Tigers all year long. Um, it looks like, again, Jaden Daniels will be back. Williams will be back. Con- Converse will be back. Um, talk about the Georgia-LSU uh, SEC championship game on Saturday. Yeah, I've written a few stories about this at SaturdayDownSouth.com this week. And I, I think LSU is going to uh, – play within the spread for sure. I believe it's about 17 and a half points. And I give them an outside shot at winning this game. I think Georgia's the best team in the country. I think it would be a big surprise if LSU won, but I think LSU 
will compete in the game. And I think you and I talked about this last week. You know, Georgia is pretty much in the playoff no matter what. They were in the same situation last year when they played Alabama. And I think Alabama had a little more of an emotional edge because they had a win to get in. Now, LSU is not getting into the CFP no matter what. But I think their pride was wounded by the way they played at Texas A&M last week. And if there's a trademark of this team under Brian Kelly, it has been that they bounce back. They lost the opener, and then they won four straight. They got embarrassed by Tennessee. They won five straight. There have been a bunch of games where they started poorly, and they fixed stuff and played a lot better. So I expect that LSU will respond extremely well to how they played last week, and they'll play probably their best game of the year. And hang with Georgia. I think probably Georgia is going to be a little too good for them, but if Jaden Daniels is able to move around on that ankle and uh, play his best, uh, I think LSU might have a puncher's chance. Uh, as do I. Uh, again, um, uh, the key is Daniels, if he can play well. And also, uh, I would have to say again, Perkins, you've you got to get him where he's going to be a disruptive force. He wasn't that way against Texas A&M. Yeah, and Brian Kelly sort of danced around it, but he kind of made it sound like he, like a lot of the players on defense did not execute the game plan. Their their technique was a little bit off in that game, and so I'm sure there's been an attention to detail this week. I think Perkins will play extremely well. I think the defense will play well. And I think another key is if Josh Williams is able to play and be effective, he's their most versatile and toughest runner, and they're going to have to be able to run the ball, not just with Jaden Daniels, but with the running backs and keep the ball away from the Georgia offense and, and control the, the game um, with the running game. And I think Josh Williams can be a big part of that if he's healthy. There you go. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, if you would, tell the folks once again about the book, how folks can get it, what you got coming up for us for Saturday Down South, and also, again, CrestedySports.com and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, donkeys, elephants, and giraffes at BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com. Uh, I'll be writing at CrescentCitySports.com on the Saints and Pelicans. Lots of LSU stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. We, we've had a lot of analysis this week about LSU and Georgia leading up to the big game, and then uh, we'll certainly have a lot of coverage on Saturday. I'll have a live column on the game, and on Sunday we'll also have a preview of uh, LSU and its bowl opponent once that's released uh, Sunday afternoon. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it, as always. Thanks, Thanks Eric. There he goes. Again, uh, Les Cease, award-winning journalist and, again, accomplished author. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about Burkhart. Again, Burkhart, again, if it can be fixed, uh, they can fix it. Doesn't matter what model or make, they got you covered. You call Burkhart anytime. The phone is answered 24-7. Some of the most experienced technicians in the area, all need certified technicians. They'll get to you quickly in an emergency. They'll do the job right the first time. They'll leave your home spotless as well. Burkhardt takes the, your comfort seriously, and that means, again, keeping the products on hand so that when your system breaks, they got a replacement ready for you. You want the pros, you want the best, go with Burkhardt. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Catching Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. 
come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. It's Cavender's Christmas Kickoff Sale, and you'll find boots for everyone on your list on sale now. Get Justin and Tony Llama Full Quill Ostrich at 30 bucks off, or save 20 bucks on ladies' corral boots. Circle G and corral booties are now 10 bucks off, and work boots, twisted X casuals, and kids' boots are on sale too. You can always trust Cavender's for authentic Western style at great prices. So hurry in and save during the Christmas Kickoff Sale at Cavender's. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Citrus lovers, don't miss this weekend the Plaquemines Parish Orange Festival with live music, great food, carnival rides, and plenty of fresh citrus. And celebrate the 25th anniversary of Modest Mouse's album The Lonesome Crowded West at the Fillmore downtown. For more ideas on what to do this holiday season, pick up Where You At's new Winter Restaurant Guide at restaurants, bars, and grocery stores all over town. Or read it now on whereyat.com. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurant, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late, lunch and dinner, everywhere but Oceana. Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. And I keep saying about the games this weekend because there's so many games on at the same time. 
all the restaurants have TVs, and they'll have all the games on for you. So looking for a bite to eat, great place to go. It's the Oceana family of restaurants. Thanks to Les Cease. Thanks to Gary Smith. I'm Eric Ash. We'll be right back. serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. This holiday season, Diamonds Direct gives you the gift of 0% interest financing for three years on any purchase. With high prices and high interest rates everywhere else, Diamonds Direct is here with the incredible shopping experience you need. Our guaranteed best value prices will save you money. And with 0% interest, you can spread your payments over three years with no finance charge, period. And for this holiday season, we're showcasing an expanded selection of affordable and timeless holiday gifts. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, colored gemstones, and if you're upgrading her diamond or getting engaged over the holidays, we have one of the largest diamond selections in America. All sizes and shapes, all cut for maximum brilliance, and all offered at our amazing direct importer, no middleman prices. Check out our holiday gift guide now at diamondsdirect.com. Buy now or come into the showroom. Let one of our experts guide you in finding the holiday gift that's at the top of their list. And enjoy three years zero interest financing on any holiday purchase. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion.
of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 each and every weekday afternoon right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you tuning in the program. Hey, you got a lot of choice out there. Thank you so much uh, again for continuing again to uh, uh, listen to our show. Whether you're doing it on the airwaves at 106.1 FM uh, Nash Icon, which again we love, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our uh, digital platform uh, partners, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Maybe you're listening on the podcast, around the world on the podcast. Uh, again, Anchor is our home base because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor. Uh, is the home base, but again, we're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Join the conversation there. Uh, and, um, of course, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, who has, um, I was lucky again to have Sean Vazan back with us uh, today. If you missed us at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on LAE, uh, live streaming on the WLE TV YouTube page. Check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on LE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce at WLE TV 2. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms um, this evening. And uh, again, Saints, well, let me back it up. Tulane uh, took center stage uh, and, and in, in, our, in our A block, uh, which is, again, highly unusual. But as it's been all week long on this program, we've dedicated so much time uh, to um, we've had d- d- donated so much time to again Tulane because they're they're relevant <laughs> and and it was necessary and needed. Uh, LSU uh, Saints. Uh, we did. We talked about the SWAC uh, championship. We talked about SLU going in the second year of F- FCS, second uh, round of FCS. Pardon me. Uh, also uh, Regis Progre. Throw a shout out to him, two-time world champion. Uh, we covered it all, man, and, uh, and Sean is just just a plethora of knowledge. Good, good to have him back on the show. Uh, so check us out tonight. Or check us out this weekend. Set your DVR always uh, to the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. So blessed, as I've said before, to have our friends at the Oceana Restaurant, a family of restaurants, uh, be our title sponsor on a Thursday. Uh, we told you about um, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Beer's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. I uh, want to remind everybody, again, Oceanic Grill will tell you about those. They'll be uh, in, our, in our next half hour. And then, of course, Mambo's. Uh, Mambo's has a great uh, special for this month, December. Uh, it's their world-famous crab cakes. And I'm talking about crab cakes that are full of crab, okay? Um, again, grilled to perfection, served with a zesty shrimp, crawfish rice, uh, topped with, again, sautéed jumbo shrimp, lemon garlic butter sauce. Uh, it's heaven served on a platter. Uh, again, it's served with a, with a side of mustard greens. Uh, the cocktail of the month is um, uh, Cajun Kool-Aid, a unique blend of vodka with, again, hints of rum, tequila, uh, for a perfect flavor, and, and you can enjoy uh, and, and stay cool. Uh, while you enjoy, again, a little bit of that Cajun Kool-Aid uh, at Mambo's. And I'm telling you right now, Mambo's, uh, three floors of the most beautiful restaurant in, 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 on Bourbon Street. Bar none. Bar none. Uh, when I say magnificent cocktails, magnificent cocktails. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. But, again, so much more because the, they've allowed, again, they understand that, yes, a lot of people coming in from out of town. They want, they want to eat, uh, you know, our, our, um, our, um, our Cajun fare. But at the same time, some don't. So, really, there's something for everything on the menu. But 
it's the restaurant and, 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 and with the ambiance and then the food and the cocktails. And literally, again, every bar has, has a, a, a TVs there. So, again, you're, you're going to be able to check out all the games over the weekend. I mean, it's, I mean, it's everything all in one. one. Uh, the first floor, you got a Bourbon Street um, uh, uh, picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street in the front of the, in front of the restaurant. You got, a, you got a bar right there in the middle. And then, of course, as you go to the back of the restaurant, it's an authentic um, French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Take the elevator to the second floor. That's what I would do. You might want to take the stairs. Um, and, of course, you've got another beautiful bar right there uh, with, a, with a bourbon, authentic Bourbon Street balcony. And it's a lot of room, too. We can, you can have your next event there, have a great party. And then, of course, go to the third floor, uh, beautiful rooftop bar, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Again, bank of, um, of, of TVs to be able to catch the games, beautiful bar, great bartenders. Uh, and just a fantastic menu for you as well. Lunch and dinner served seven days a week. Uh, you can check out the entire uh, menu at, at mambonola.com. Remember, a lot of folks are going to be planning holiday parties. The Oceana Family Restaurant is doing an incredible job putting, uh, putting uh, together, again, a party for you. Uh, whether you want to do it, especially, again, if you want to do it at Mambo's, you got, well, you got a lot of different <laughs> selections. You can do it on the rooftop bar. You can do it on the balcony. You can do it downstairs in the courtyard. I mean, uh, it's just so many uh, options for you. And then, all again, if, uh, you can also go right next door to the hideout bar, where, again, it's a uh, beautiful setting in a, in a French Quarter courtyard, live music for you, food, great bar, I'm telling you, in a 300-year-old building. You're not gonna. You're gonna have a great time just right there in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. Uh, when you go to Mambo's and of course the Hideout Bar, 411 Bourbon Street. Check out Mambo's. Check them out online at mambonola.com. Make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo and also the Hideout Bar. And uh, again, so again happy to have the uh, the uh, the Bader brothers uh, continuing to to be again a big part of of what we do here on the program. Uh, and I highly recommend each and every one of their restaurants. No doubt about it. All right, um, let me see. Let me grab, I wanted to grab the Saints injury report for you, uh, right quick. If I can, if I can, if I can scroll to it, uh, Sean Vazan had put it out a little bit earlier. You mentioned, uh, we heard um, uh, Les East mention it. Josh Andrews is on there with an ankle injury. He was limited today. Uh, JT Gray hamstring did not practice. Mark Ingram foot injured again. Limited practice. Juwan Johnson ankle did not practice. Jarvis Landry ankle limited. Marshawn Lattimore with the abdomen was limited. That's good news to even hear that he's back on the field. Uh, Ryan Ramshack, uh, rest, so he was considered limited. Malcolm Roach, illness, did not practice. Bradley Roby had a concussion. He did not practice. Uh, Contavia Street coming off his best game as a, as a saint, as an illness, did not practice. Rashid Shahid, who's really been coming on, back injury, was limited. Uh, Peyton Turner, ankle, did not practice. Pete Werner, ankle, limited, limited. That's good news. Uh, Kevin Kevin White illness did not practice. P.J. Williams unfortunately with the knee did not practice. So again, a long list of of, of the walking wounded for the Saints as has been uh, really for the whole season. Take on Tampa on Monday. We'll see how that kind of plays out. But um, um, some really, really good news with possibly uh, Lattimore and and Werner coming back to the to, to the mix here. Uh, that'll go a long way in, in helping this team. You you do not want to have Harris back on the field. <laughs> I just don't. Okay, P.J. Williams getting injured last week was, was a death nail for this team. So we'll see how it plays out. Just some exciting times right now if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan. And if you're not paying attention, you better start. Uh, the, I said it earlier in the week that I felt like the Pels had the, the deepest bench in the NBA. I heard Antonio Daniels, as I mentioned in the first hour today, say that um, he thought it was the deepest team in the NBA. And, I, and I'm not going to disagree with the dude, okay? I mean, I think it is. 
Uh, I think we've seen just an, an, an incredible maturation process with, again, a lot of the young players on, on this team. And uh, no, you don't have to look any further than what you see now with, again, Herb Jones. Herb Jones looks like he did when he was at the University of Alabama, when he was the SEC Player of the Year. Okay, I mean, his offense is there now. He's always had the defensive prowess. Trey Murphy has made a meteoric rise in terms of, again, his confidence level and what he's doing. Uh, you look at Alvarado, uh, again, his work in the offseason, how that's paid off. And you want to talk about precocious, uh, it's Dyson Daniel. I mean, the, the kid is nails. <laughs> I mean, last night, he, I mean, he was incredible. Uh, again, 14 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, almost a triple-double, and did it again within the flow of the game. Uh, he's a great defender. He does. He has, has no fear. Man, I'll tell you what, exciting times for the New Orleans Pelicans. And to break it down for us, the best we have. Ali Casella, the bird rights. Uh, that, that site, again, if you're a Pelicans fan, has to be a go-to site for you. Uh, and he joins us each and every week on the program. Ali, how are you, bud? Do we have Ali? Yeah, you've got me now, there right? Are. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Look, how can you not be if you're at all a basketball fan, especially from in this area, right, the New Orleans Pelicans? team has not really had any kind of sustained success since they've gotten here, but now you really get the sense that we're beginning to see maybe the start of a really nice era coming up. It's been amazing, and it's amazing how quickly David Griffin has rebuilt this team. Um, you know, some really, again, shrewd trades. Uh, the drafting, it, it, they, they've got to have, if you look at the drafts, the last couple drafts, it's got to be two of the best drafts we've seen in the NBA in maybe decades from one team. I mean, to look at the players, they've been, and then the un, 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 undrafted free agents, okay, to be able to come in and be able to contribute. I mean, it's, it's an amazing the way this team has kind of come together within the last two years. Oh, it really is. I mean, look, look where they started when Zion Williamson first came on board. They had Drew Holiday, and they tried to have Derek Favors at center. Um, and, and you just go through the list of players just over the last couple of years before last season. And David Griffin always trying different combinations. He uh, also tried to go through the draft, not only Zion, but Jackson Hayes, Nikhil, Didi uh, Luzada. But none of those guys panned out, or, or at least we don't think they'll pan out, right? Jackson's the last guy standing but he's not getting playing time. But David Griffin's always pivoted, and that credit to him because finally he found something that's worked. And that 2021 draft class with Herb, Trey, and Jose, and even you just mentioned Jose went undrafted, but he's going to be counted as part of that draft class. I don't think there's a team that's done better, maybe ever, in striking three uh, potential starters with the upside that they have from just one draft. And then when you look at the picks, usually you think, okay, some team got fortunate, had a top, couple of top 10 picks, and maybe another good one. That's how you could get a good team together, at least going. No, you look, Trey went 17th, Herb in the second round, Jose undrafted. Just incredible. So that's how you build a good team, by hitting on those draft picks and, of course, surrounding uh, your stars, which the Pelicans fortunately have, Zion and Brandon Ingram with complementary players. And boom, there all of a sudden you've got a great 15-man roster. And it is a 15-man roster as well. The only maybe disappointment is Jackson Hayes, that he has not, um, not really progressed the way a lot of people, myself included, he's got the skill set. He just has not progressed, okay? And you see the other guys around him, how quickly they progressed. Yeah, and I don't understand it, honestly, because the locker room usually lifts people up that have a little bit of issues with work ethic or, you know, just getting with the flow of the program, but... 
for some reason, Jackson, you know, he's been given some chances. Uh, even this season, I'm talking about, you know, against the Thunder, for instance, he got a few minutes in the first half, didn't play well. Willie Green didn't feel comfortable going back to him in the second half. Against the Raptors last night, didn't even play. So, like I said, he's had some chances to step up with other guys having injuries, and he's failed to grab a hold of the reins. And it's all on him. He's in his fourth year. He knows what's expected of him. He should know his assignments and his duties and responsibilities. And he just doesn't, you know, secure when he's on a court. He should be a good rebounder, a fantastic defender, a fantastic help defender with his length and athleticism. (laughs) Shot blocker, right. That's what this team needs. And he could fill that role with his abilities, but he doesn't. So, unfortunately, I feel like his time's coming pretty much close to an end here in New Orleans. It is. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'd send him to the G League. I would. Because it's helped the other players when they've had a chance to go to the G League. I mean, we, we saw it last, last year with Murphy. We saw it last year with, with um, uh, I believe Alvarado went down just for a little bit and was, was back. Am I right on that one or, or wrong? No, you're right, Eric. Yep, Jose was down yep. there in a couple games. Trey, right. yeah, Murphy, and even even Herb. Did Herb go down a couple couple times no, for Herb's a couple days? Only one, no, Herb's the only one that never played down no, there. He was the one that didn't, right? But it, it's helped him. It's it's helped him. I don't understand it, but I don't want to spend too much time on him. What, what, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, two games in the last four, over thirty. Last night again, thirty three points, ten rebounds, the five assists, and the four steals and the two blocks. They're the things that stick out to me. He's playing defense. He's playing off the ball defense. Uh, he took it on himself when again they, they when um, um, Toronto cut it down to what was it eleven to take mm-hmm. over the game. Uh, this is what we thought we were getting when he was the number one overall pick. Exactly. Anybody that watched him just play a couple games at Duke saw a guy that was an absolute monster where he could change the momentum of the game at any given time on any part of the floor, offensively or defensively. Well, since he's entered the league, the NBA, he's been really below average defender. I mean, I'm going to be nice about it because there's been times when he's been just downright awful, right? But, uh, yeah, the defense hadn't come along, and it didn't in the second season under Stan Van Gundy either. So you're wondering, well, maybe he's going to be a one-dimensional player. Because this year, he didn't begin very well either. I'll tell you what, he has turned it around, and now he's flying around the court, right, whether it's just contesting shots, grabbing rebounds, or what's big for this team is coming up with those blocks. I mean, he had a chase down against Pascal Siakam yesterday. That honestly reminded me of LeBron James. But that spurt you're talking about, that's what you want to see from him because the team had a 31-point lead. All of a sudden, Toronto cuts it to 11, and you felt like, honestly, this was going to go down to the wire, but Zion said no. Came up with a block, had a dunk, around three Toronto Raptors, then got a steal and another layup. I mean, he single-handedly put that game on ice just by being fantastic on both sides of the floor. So if he can make defense a thing, he's suddenly going to become one of the best two-way players in the game overnight, I feel like. And suddenly, you've got to think, this is going to elevate the Pelicans up, I think, in the upper echelon of the Western Conference easily. No doubt. Talk about Dyson Daniels. I, I didn't expect much out of him this season. I, again, I knew that again that they they you know they've allowed their players to be able to grow and that they're playing well. They're going to put them on the court, but he is so far beyond beyond his years in terms of his basketball IQ, and you see it on the floor. Well, I'll be honest. Talking to people um, right after he was drafted within the Pelicans organization, they felt confident they had drafted another Herb Jones, even though he was 19. Herb last year was 23. But they felt he could step on the court right away and be either a playmaker or a solid defender. And I think they've been absolutely right, but even better than advertised. Because he's, he's, to me, he's one of the best defenders in the league already. 
he can guard anybody from one through five. I mean, Willie Green felt comfortable going with him at center for just a few minutes. I remember against the Memphis Grizzlies about three weeks ago. Um, and he, he held his own. He did a great job on defending Brandon Clark a few times at the rim. So, like I said, his versatility is outstanding. But more than that, it's the IQ, as you alluded to. He's seemingly always under control, making the right play. So yesterday's uh, playmaking, nine assists to come off a bench when you don't play regularly with these guys in games. It's just incredible because he only had one turnover. He felt like he had, it looked like he had been doing it for years, Eric. So for 19 years of age, it really is impressive. I mean, that was just his 13th professional game in the NBA. I'm wild. It's just crazy to think about how much better he's going to get, right? Once he gets accustomed to tendencies, once he feels more comfortable with his shot, I think the sky's the limit for him. I really do. Yeah. I think they got a better version of Lonzo Ball in Dyson Daniels. I agree. And, and Joel Myers made a comment within the last week or so, and it might have been last night, it might have been one of the previous games, they kind of run into each other, about, again, you can't speed him up. He seems, again, to be under control at all times. Yeah, that, that, that's such a maturity that usually comes, like I said, with lots of years of experience. Because a lot of these kids, right, they come in just one year of college or maybe just one year overseas. But, yeah, you need time to get accustomed to, to the NBA speed because, let's face it, you're going against the best athletes. So you think, okay, if I just get around the corner, I'll be able to get to the rim to lay it up. And so everybody tries that. And I think the best example is Nikhil. He, he came yeah. in looking Good outstanding, point. right? Had a great college career, looked outstanding in the summer league preseason. But then he just hit that wall in the regular season because he was overwhelmed, right? NBA players are just that good, but Dyson, he has shown none of that whatsoever. The indecision, the, the poor decision-making, and especially right playing with his own speed, because he's not a fast guy, but he, mm-hmm. he plays a certain way, and nobody's been able to speed him up. He's had smalls guard him, um, bigs guard him. He just plays his, at his own tempo, and it, it's amazing to see. Like I said, he waits patiently for pick and rolls, and then he's able to find on the weak side the shooters, just like he did Trey Murphy several times last night. It takes players years to learn that, but he's got it already. It's amazing. This team is thirteen and eight. Uh, they were seven and three in their second ten. Um, they're, they're playing really good basketball right now. With again, CJ McCollum out, also um, uh, Brandon Ingram out. We've seen we've seen Nance out at some point. You know, and now Herb mm-hmm. Jones has got a little bit of an ankle injury. Uh, they taking a lick and and keep on ticking like the old Timex commercial, right? I mean, next man up is truly next man up with this team. And oh, by the way, if you haven't check out the standings, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they're third in the Western Conference. But get this, Eric. Remember when we were kind of lamenting those overtime losses because it really hurt? Yes. It almost dropped back to 500. Think about if they had just another win or two by winning, say, beating that Utah Jazz game or, or maybe the Hawks. All of a sudden, they'd be right there with the Phoenix Suns for, for mm-hmm. the first, you know, overall number one position with all those injuries. So the depth of this team, it's incredible. They are obviously able to survive when a guy or two needs to take a night off. But more importantly, this talent is young. So, Eric, we're going to be watching these guys play here in New Orleans for a very long time. Yes. Um, th- th- for, for those that are, that are basketball novices, to tell them how Bill had big last night's win was uh, against a team that came in that, was, that again, w- w- was a road favorite in Toronto. Uh, they, were, they were pretty much healthy. Pels had a lot of injuries. The Pels ran them out the gym. Yeah, the Raptors are one of the best teams at pushing uh, the pace and being the aggressive team, because they don't start a legitimate center. They've got all one through five guys that are able to really switch, play fast, 
get a lot of deflection, basically create chaos. And that's really the goal of a lot of NBA teams today, right? Be able to play small, be able to create turnovers. And that's where obviously the best scoring opportunities come is uh, when you're flying up and down in fast breaks. Well, Toronto is one of the best. Number one in fast break points. Number one in points off turnovers. Even number one in second chance points. They're a great rebounding team despite the lack of size. But guess what? We didn't see that last night because the Pelicans matched them, but also took it to another level to where they, they absolutely stymied them. Once they figured out Pascal Siakam, he got off to a great start last night, they couldn't get anything going. And you've got to credit the Pelicans' defense because they kept them in front. They gave up a couple of shots that maybe were open, but for the most part, they were right there every single time. And, of course, they also created some turnovers, Zion being the lead guy. And that's when the Pelicans are at their best. So they basically beat Toronto playing Toronto-style basketball. And we know that this can become a staple with them because you look at the roster, almost every single guy outside Jonas, and Billy Hernan Gomez can play that style, so it's exciting. That's true, no doubt. Before I let you go, got to give you a chance to comment on this. I commented on it, I believe, Monday or Tuesday of this week. Anthony Davis whining about not getting a, um, uh, a farewell video from, from the uh, New Orleans <laughs> Pelicans. Uh, I, 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 look, I could not contain myself, but you have the floor, my friend. Oh, I think he was partially delusional when he made that comment. Because, look, he knows as full well as anybody of what he did to force himself out of New Orleans. I mean, that went back to even before the regular season started, that season, 2018. He had told even teammates in training camp that expect for him to be traded. And they even got off to a 4-0 start. And so we're all thinking, hey, they're going to survive not having Rondo, maybe several other guys. But no, it was all a sham because he was already one foot out the door. And, of course, that uh, trade request that was made public then in that January, following January. And of course, the Pelicans had to fight with the NBA on not wanting to play him, but the NBA wanted to play him. So there were so many things that went behind the scenes and in front of the public that Anthony Davis was no longer wanted to have anything to do with this franchise, wanted to get out and get to LA as fast as possible. And yet, so it's amazing to think in hindsight that we're the ones that owe him a goodbye message, a thank you. I mean, if he really wanted that, let's face it, he should have taken the step of saying thank you to New Orleans, maybe even apologizing for the way he acted on getting out of here. But no, nothing of the sort ever transpired. Even though it was promised, he was going to do that at some point. So back to his comment, just whatever it was a week ago, I don't know where it came from, but I'll tell you what, it's made no sense. He must be puff puffing passing some of that legal California weed out there. That's all I can think of. Because that is a ridiculous comment that he made. Okay, I mean, do you have amnesia? I mean, really? I mean, it just—it just really, really was. I mean, just, just, uh, and, and I think a lot of us back here in New Orleans chuckled. Uh, you know, again, look, I, I've always said Maravich's jersey needs to go back up in the rafters. Okay, that—that that was something that was done. It was promised. I think it's a, that the the organization has dropped the ball on that. Next, when Chris Paul retires, his name, his jersey needs to go up there. Yeah. There's a lot of conversation about David West. I would not have an issue with that. But and, and of course, we know you look at the players they have on this team right now. Some of those players may end up that end up in that situation. As as well, uh, but there will be no opportunity for Anthony Davis to have his jersey in the raft of the Smoothie King Center. No, it's a complete lack of maturity by him still. You know, I mean, what is he, pushing 30 years of age? And for him to still have some kind of, I don't know, grandiose ideas that things ended well or at least well enough that he deserves some kind of tribute, it's hysterical. I mean, there's no accountability right. on his behalf on the way he acted on forcing himself out of here. So, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Well, he's the gift that keeps on giving, though. 
okay, because that trade, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that trade has again single-handedly catapulted this team uh, in, in, in into relevance, and of course the possibility of again a championship within the next couple years. Uh, and we can only hope that they're a lottery team. So again, that gift continues to give, and uh, you know the Pels end up with, with another top player uh, to be able to add to the mix. That would be the beautiful thing. Without a doubt, Eric, I think the Lakers have the sixth worst record. So if mm-hmm. things were not to get crazy in the uh, draft lottery where they're spinning those pinballs, Pelicans getting possibly a top six pick next year's draft when they could likely go on a deep playoff run this year, it'd just be incredible. So, yeah, maybe we should thank Anthony Davis, at least for that. <laughs> yeah, at least for that, no doubt. Tell us about your fantastic site, uh, what you guys got going on the site, and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com, where we've got something for you every day. Analysis, news, um, some podcasts. Got a lot coming up because this Pelicans team, I think they're surpassing even a lot of people's uh, local expectations. Right? We thought they'd be good, just weren't sure how good. But I'll tell you what, they're poised to stay in the top four. So we've got to start writing about that and, and possibly on what can happen after the season, right, the playoffs where, you know, that's where the shine and the light, and that's where the money gets made. No doubt about it. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Take care, Eric. Have a good weekend. You too, bud. I like to sell the bird rights with us. Say, don't forget about Burkhart. Looking for a generator for your home or your business? I tell you this all the time, man. I tell you what, it's one of the best investments I've ever made, okay? You own a home. You own a business. Uh, you can't trust the grid here in, in, in South Louisiana. It's a prerequisite now. And right now, you can save 1750 bucks, get a free 10-year warranty till the end of the year on a Generac generator. Burkhart has Generac generators in stock at their warehouse in Mandeville waiting to be installed in your home or your business. Uh, Jason Burkhart will come out with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator. Not trying to hard sell you, just trying to educate you. And then, of course, you can finance it over time with low monthly notes or, or again, um, be able to, uh, to, to pay that all up front. New install quality check after one month. That means that one of their top technicians comes out and walks through you through, again, how to operate the, uh, the generator. And then, of course, uh, the permits, the planning, the inspections. Burkhart takes care of the whole process for you. Their dedicated gener- generator team are experts on where your generator needs to go so it's in code. And then, of course, after uh, uh, the service. After the sale, 24-7, 365 emergency service, a warehouse fully well stocked with all the parts you need for your generator, and then maintaining that generator for you year-round as well. You have to maintain it like a car engine, okay? They do that for you. Everything you need to do for the generator, it's a one-stop shop. It's Burkhart. You're looking for a generator? Go with the pros. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heated Generator Sales and Service. AC well, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Uh, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All have, again, TV screens everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Get out there and enjoy a great meal and some fantastic cocktails at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Don't move. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by FarmSafe 811. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. 
Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Look out for an accident on 10 eastbound at the Williams off-ramp. Any delays are going to be solid on 10 eastbound from the 310 to power. And then delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high-rise. 10 westbound delays are steady from North Claiborne to Canal. And delays pick back up 10 westbound from the causeway to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid. From Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City connection with delays steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays solid along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for an accident on your surface streets, Martin Luther King at Simon Boulevard. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. Family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Folks, I'm telling you right now, AFC certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment to get at the dealership without the dealership sticker shock prices. And, of course, more than anything, again, the attention to detail that you get uh, from the technicians over at Southern Tire. Then, of course, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Wheels and tires at the 30 inches. You can finance that over time. You can even go to southerntire.com, choose your tires, Pay for them. You pull in. You mount them over. So they'll mount them for you at Southern Tire. You're in and out the door. A lot of a lot of uh, mechanic shops want to hold on to your vehicle for a few days. Uh, no, Southern Tire wants to get you in and out. They realize again your time is valuable. They'll even fix your damaged rims for you as well. Also. Southern Tire, open for you Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3 because they know you have to work during the week. And then, of course, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the all the service they provide for their customers, including that diagnostic page where maybe you'll be able to troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle before you bring it over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. There's no way you stay in the automotive industry since 1972 repairing cars and putting on tires unless you take care of your customers. Piazza family will take care of you. Uh, they've been around since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. 
Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, the High Up Bar, and of course the Mothership. Oceana Grill with a top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week for you if you love breakfast. And I love breakfast. I'm telling you, they got a breakfast that will knock your socks off over at Oceana. It starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. I mean, all your New Orleans favorites. Uh, again, you, uh, 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 I'm, I'll tell you right now, try it one time. And it'll be your go-to breakfast spot. Also, uh, Cajun Creole dishes as, as part of the rest of the menu. Also, so again, uh, some other re- regular dishes, barbecue rubs, great, some great steaks. Uh, it's really a full menu for you. And then fantastic cocktails made by, again, some of the best mixologists we have in the city. Uh, belly up to the bar, grab yourself a dozen oysters. You can sit right there and watch as they char-grill your oysters for you. And then, of course, dining at their authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, also dog-friendly for you. And then, of course, five private rooms for your next event. Planning that holiday party uh, for your family or, again, your company, reach out to Oceana Grill. They do an incredible job in putting on a party for you. Their five rooms can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests, and they excel at making your event, again, a success. Uh, it's family-friendly, also an incredible dining experience for, again, friends or family. Or maybe it's date night, again, uh, or you're trying to close that business deal. You want to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. That's Oceanagrill.com. There is no doubt Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open daily at 7 days a week, 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. Get out there and enjoy Oceana Grill. Again, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Joining us on the pro- first of all, thanks to Ali Cassell for joining us on the program for the Bird Rights. Uh, I just think his show is fantastic. Uh, seven to nine. I tell everybody that, that, that again, that's out there looking for uh, something to be able to listen to or watch in the mornings uh, about the Jordy Collada show. Uh, he does a fantastic job with his program. Uh, fantastic guests. A lot of fun. Great information. And, again, uh, really taking the, the digital platform by storm. But one thing else, he's expanding his footprint with more and more individuals that are, that are jumping on board with Jordy Collada. And we're so blessed to have him with us each and every week on the program. Jordy, how are you, bud? Hey, how are you, man? Good to be back. Jordy, a little birdie told me the guy named Will Wade is going to be part of your platform now? Yes, we uh, we announced yesterday a big addition e to our family. We're going to introduce the Will Wade podcast on Monday. Uh, I'll host it, and Wade will be videoed in, and we'll talk uh, top 25 college basketball. We'll talk NBA. He'll have a coaching segment where we break down some film, and he'll look at some things that popped up to him in the basketball week and uh, really looking forward to talking to some of his friends in, in the coaching industry and some mm-hmm. of the stories on players that he's recruited. So. Uh, it'll be cool. It'll be good Good insight to, to basketball season as we shift here uh, outside of football into, uh, into hoop. 
dude, you rocket it. What a coup. I mean, what a coup. On top of what you already have. Okay, and again, you want to go through the shows that are on your platform? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. We got uh, we got mic'd up with uh, with Mikey Machuk, former LSU uh, All American and, and first round pick. We got Rohan Davy, who's actually going on here in about fifteen minutes, and he's got a great show lined up tonight. Rohan does on where my dog's at. You can find it on YouTube and on social media. But tonight they will remember the two thousand and one SEC championship game. That game was twenty one years ago. Roe was the starting quarterback. He got knocked out of the game, Matt Malt came in, the rest is history of LSU un, you know, uh, unseating Tennessee to a, a chance to go to the national championship. What a night that was uh, as, as Rohan and his former teammates will be talking about that tonight. And then Skip Bertman uh, has his show over there every Tuesday night. Skip and his mm-hmm. crew, Dan Canterbury, uh, Ronnie Rance was over there on Tuesday night on uh, Hold the Rope. Uh, right. And we've been doing some, uh, some recruiting and some coaching video breakdown as well. No doubt. And, of course, our, our mutual friend, Celebrity Chef Scott Craig, says hi. He's jumping on board with you as well, right? That's right, man. I love Scott Craig. Katie's is a – it's a fantastic place. You know, E, every time I come down and do your TV show, I love coming yep. down there and going to the beautiful studio. And you always, you know, give us a, a, a Katie's gift card for coming through. And we go through there. And, and now to have him on, a board, on board and support what we do, we love it, man. Down on Neverville Street, right in the heart. Of mm-hmm. uh, of New it's Orleans, it. and I mean it. it yeah. It's so New Orleans. I was there last week. He, he and it, Scott and I were sitting at the bar, and it was it was almost like a movie. Every time, everybody that walked in, how's uh, yeah? So what's going on, Scott? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm sorry about your mom. I mean, it was just right. It, it was it was epic New Orleans, and uh, really yeah, Scott Craig is the best man. He's the best. No doubt about it. Absolutely. That's for sure. Well, again, it shows your success. It really does. And I'm, I'm so happy for you. But it's a, it's a fantastic product. That's why I keep telling everybody all the time, check it out. Check it out once. And, again, if you can't catch a 7 or 9, you'll be able to catch it whenever you can. It's, it's, it's worth the watch, worth the listen. Big, big, uh, um, big, big game for LSU this week against yeah. uh, against uh, Georgia. Coming off again, an effort where, where in, in my opinion, they overlooked Texas A&M. First of all, your thoughts on A&M, and then we'll warm them off into this weekend. Yeah, they slept walk through that one, man. You could see it early. It was just not LSU's night. You know, I mean, Texas A&M was making plays. And if you're a Texas A&M fan, I mean, you know, that that really kind of springboards you into the offseason. But you got to question, where the, where was that all year? I mean, uh, a lot of the freshmen were making plays. They, you know, they put 38 points up on the board. They were only averaging 21 for the season. A-Chain was running on a bun ankle and, you know, going for a career night. I mean, it was it, it, the ball was bouncing their way, and they, they were making the plays. I don't want to take anything away from Texas A&M. They, they showed up and whooped LSU, and LSU just wasn't ready to play. I mean, um, you know, I, I thought Daniels' fumble in the third quarter was really the turning point. LSU had had a chance, um, but, you know, that turnover really kind of closed the door in the night for, for, for the Tigers. Um, and, you know, I thought that, you know, once – once they, they they couldn't call themselves back into it, A and M just kept making plays, and you know, next thing you know, that that they were almost getting run out of that place. So, um, look, I, I think they'll be they'll be better this week. Uh, you know, it's going to take an incredible effort to beat Georgia. Uh, you know, Georgia, I think is is going to be highly motivated this week. They were in the same exact place a year ago. E, you know, with with an undefeated regular season, mm-hmm. um, and 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 LSU, you know, kind of looking to. To, to, to play spoiler, but I think, you know, Kirby Smart will have his crew motivated. It'll be tough. Um, 
Talk a little bit about the injury front. Uh, from what I understand, Daniels will play, Williams will play, Bernard Converse will play. The question is how effective do you think they'll be? Yeah, look, I, I think that Williams, they, they've been saving him for this moment, so I, I believe that he, he should be as healthy as he can be. That knee, it seems like, has, has been pretty fragile uh, over the last couple of weeks, and they've done their best to try and, try, try and rest it. Uh, I expect him to be, you know, the starting back, and I, I think that he'll be able to carry the load that, that that they put on him on Saturday. But you know, Bernard Converse, I think, is somebody that could have probably played last week, but they wanted him to be healthy for Saturday night. The biggest concern for me is Jaden Daniels. You know, I, I, that 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 ankle, you know, that, that, there's a lot dependent on on that part of his game. If you take that away from him, um, you know, and you make him one dimensional, he's 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 you know he's easy to he's easier to defend right I mean when you take his, yes. his running away from him so um, you know I think that 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 will be something to watch early on in this game I know that you know Brian Kelly said that Daniels is a go and you know he's expected to play and they're going to give him the same amount of workload and emphasis on the offense but you know look he he got. He, he got hit and he got banged around out there, and yeah. I'm I'm interested to see how he 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 bounces back. How do you think the, the what do you think the game plan is uh, for 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 Georgia offensively? How they attack? Uh, how do they attack Georgia if Jaden Daniels is healthy enough to be able to be that dual threat? Yeah, look, I, I think they try and play a little bit of, of ball control, keep away. You know, I mean they they they're going to have to. Um, uh, you know they, they're going to have to make plays. They're, they're going to have to make explosive plays. The big guys in this this offense. You know, I think John Emery. You know, Brian Kelly kind of alluded to it earlier this week. You know, for as much as as Emery has made mistakes, and he's made mistakes, he's put the ball on the ground. He's 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 messed up in pass protection, and you know. But the other night is 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 why you can't give up on him. You know, because there's nobody really on the team that can hit those home runs, can make those explosive plays. And, um, in a game like this on Saturday, you got to have playmakers making explosive plays. Brian Thomas, Kayshawn Booty, John Emery, you know, guys that can catch it, turn, and, 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 and get to the end zone. Um, you know, that's how you have to beat this defense, big-time plays, because this defense is as tough, as physical, as aggressive, as deep, as well-coached as any, anyone in the country. Uh, and LSU has not faced this type of challenge yet. So they've got to take shots. They've got to you know, really kind of take it to Georgia. They got to, you know, put, put pressure on their defense, uh, both with, you know, Daniel's ability to, to, to run and pass it if, if he can hold up. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada show is our guest. Jordy, defensively, I was a little bit surprised they didn't use Harold Perkins more or in more of a disruptive role last week. Um, that could have been just a byproduct of the defense uh, as, uh, as a whole. Uh, I, I'm hoping now with the time to prepare for, for, uh, for Georgia that he's going to be a big part of what we see on Saturday. But how do you think they defend the, the Bulldogs? Yeah, look, I, I think so. But, you know, I think Jimbo, he, he kind of gave people a blueprint on, on Perkins, you know, at least here early on. Um, you know, they ran right at him. On Saturday, which you know, I mean, in the run game, his size does cost him a little bit when you get those guys running downhill at him. Those big offensive linemen, you know, I mean, it's it's tough for him to shuck them off and and make a play. But um, you know, it, it's he's got to be on the field. I mean, this this Georgia offense doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't scare a lot of people. I think Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett is is a consistent, steady quarterback. He's a guy that yes. can manage and run it. 
Um, but, you know, like we talked about LSU having big explosive playmakers, guys like Emery and Booty and Thomas and Besh and, you know, Malik Neighbors and all these guys. I mean, Georgia, they, they don't have those guys. You know, I mean, they don't, they, they, they got a big offensive line. They got two really good running backs. They got Bennett who can control it, management, you know, manage it. They're, you know, their best wide receiver is, you know, he's my size. I mean, he's 5'10, 180 pounds. I mean, it's, it's not as if they have, these these big time NFL threats, you know George Pickens was there last year. They don't have yes. that guy, uh, so you know I mean I, I think that you know LSU can play physical with these guys. They can be aggressive, and you know when you've got BJ Ojolari and you've got Harold Perkins and you got a guy like Jaquelin Roy who's playing like he is right now, they got to really play big on Saturday. No doubt about it. Uh, who do you like Saturday? We got about a minute and a half. Yeah, look, I think it'll be tough to go into Georgia and beat the dogs. You know, I mean, I think that you'll have to play nearly flawless. I think LSU will, you know, it'll make it a four-quarter game. But, you know, I think Georgia's too deep. They're too strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at this point in the season, they're 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 playing for a lot, man. And, and, and they're staying focused. I think Kirby Smart has a lot to motivate his guys with. Of, you know, even last year's team couldn't capture that undefeated record. You've got an opportunity to do that this year. And, you know, winning the league means something. And 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 smart or have them ready to play. I, I think it's a huge accomplishment for LSU, but I think they fall just a little bit short. Tell us about your fantastic program. How folks can follow you on social media uh, as well. Yeah, at Colada shows the easiest way to find us on on social media. Seven to nine a.m. YouTube tomorrow. We're there Monday through Friday. WAFB dot com. We're there as well. Forward slash Jordy. So. Uh, if you're looking for us, we're easy to find. As we said, the the easiest way to do it is just hit us on social media at Colada Show. And I'm sure you'll be active over the weekend with the game as well, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yes, sir. No doubt. Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate right, your e. time. Keep up the fantastic work. Thank you, E. Thank you as always. See you. There you go. That's my man, uh, Jordy Colada, Jordy Colada Show. Make sure you tune in. All right. Um, as we get ready to wrap it up here, I want to remind everybody, Ben, about uh, uh, my friends over at Burkhardt. Even after hours, they're there for you. I mean, again, a Burkhardt employee will answer the phone. We'll, we'll dispatch, an, a, again, a Nate certified uh, technician from Burkhardt out to your home or your business to get you up and running. Air conditioning, heating system, generator, you name it, they got you covered. Uh, again, they're not sending the, the, the phone call out to Kansas and then trying to figure out again whether, no, everything is in-house. Uh, so, again, that's what they do. Locally owned and operated, family, uh, fully licensed, family operated, again, and, of course, uh, with 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, uh, Nate certified technicians doing all the work that's necessary. It's truly a company you can trust. I've trusted Burkhardt for over 30 years. You can trust them as well. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Man, with so many games going on, you're trying to get yourself a good bite to eat and get a, get a great restaurant, I got you covered. Why not Mambo's? Okay, how about Old New Orleans Cookery? How about, again, Oceana Grill? Maybe, again, heading over to the Hideout Bar. About, again, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Fantastic uh, food, great menu for you, uh, great uh, ambiance, as well as, again, a fantastic staff. Looking to have your next event or gift cards coming up for the uh, upcoming holiday season? They got you all together at all the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a great meal. Uh, give a gift card or, again, um, uh, enjoy your enjoy a great cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. 
Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract to you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861 76 It's the Christmas kickoff sale at Cavender's. And right now, all brands of jeans are on sale. Save 10 bucks on men's and ladies' area, cinch, rock and roll denim, and Wrangler jeans. And get 10 bucks off ladies' fashion jeans. Plus, get 15% off a huge assortment of men's shirts. You can always trust Cavender's for authentic Western style at great prices. So hurry in and save during the Christmas kickoff sale. Going on now at Cavender's. Dad, I don't feel good. <coughs> I'll grab the Vicks Day Cool Kids, honey. Isn't Day Cool just for parents? Actually, Vicks Day Cool Kids, honey, is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honey-licious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Dayquil Kids Honey first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. The kids' honey-licious daytime coughing congestion stuffy head stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6+. 
All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. we got to wrap it up here on this Thursday. Brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner Daily, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Get out there and enjoy a fantastic meal of cocktail. Uh, and, of course, with all the games going on, they got TV screens everywhere. You can enjoy, again, uh, the, the games as well. I want to thank uh, Gary Smith, Les East, Ali Cassell, Jordy Collada for joining us on the program. Rudy back at studio producing. Uh, remember, coming up at 6 o'clock, it'll be uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports on WLE-TV. My guest is Sean Rosanna Fox Sports, right here on 106.1 FM. It's Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Thanks so much for listening to New Orleans. Certainly appreciate it. Podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. And all, as always, we appreciate you guys supporting the sponsor, sponsor our show. Go to ericashley.com for a slash for the sponsor, sponsor our program. Thank you for your support of the sponsors. We appreciate those sponsors supporting our program. Have a wonderful evening, New Orleans. My name is Eric Ash. You'll see you tomorrow straight at 4 o'clock for the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go.